0: Okay, welcome back. We the people. It is Saturday, uh, August 17th. Happy birthday to my youngest little man, Eugene. And coming up here in a couple days, happy birthday to my middle son, Braden. And uh, a happy birthday to my oldest daughter, Kaylee, back on the third. Um, what a wonderful time it is to be a daddy. Love my kiddos. Love them. All, all their birthdays are in August, mine included. It was a lot of fun. I turned, uh, well, I won't tell you how old I turned. <laughs> I had my birthday a few days ago on the 6th, so had lots of fun. We've been having a good time uh, with the kiddos uh, the past couple weeks for sure. But you know what? Um, I wanted to welcome you back. Thank you again to all of our sponsors. Appreciate you guys for being on the air with us. Thank you so much. Um, we have to talk about um, about Kate Brown again here for a little bit, and I know you've been following a lot of news about her, and I'm not sure if you've been following so much her now as she's trying to recall her quote-unquote crazy um, you're aware already, I'm sure, of the uh, recall Kate Brown thing going on. We talked to Michael Cross last week, uh, last couple of weeks actually, regarding it. And so far he's still on track with the signatures that he needs for sure. Um, but he needs uh, 400,000 signatures by uh, October 15th, I believe it is. So be sure to get a hold of them at um, uh, flush down Kate Brown and uh, make sure you get on the, pe- on the petition. But the other, the other recall going on is the, is from the GOP. And, uh, you know, they, they say, they say that they're recalling her and I'm not sure if that's true or not. It looks like it is, but what it looks like is a, is a conflict kind of, and I, and I hope they can align themselves with this, but, uh, you remember, um, you know, so, so Kate Brown, she's, uh, She's involved in in quite a lot of things most notably obviously is she's pushed for a very bold action on climate change we all know that we're aware which really doesn't have anything to do with Oregon and her politics I'll just you know be on being honest. She also signed a law allowing undocumented immigrants to get driver's licenses we're aware of that. Um yes this is her acumen. <laughs> we're we're uh, we're putting down her acumen today. And as a democrat um she has the authority to take executive action on those on those fronts and, and many others, actually, to be honest with you, she has executive power to take action on a bunch of things, including the veto stuff that she um, had yet to reveal uh, that we talked about last week, which not sure what the ramifications are on that or not or not. Not sure. Um, but in response to um, in response, the, the GOP here is trying to remove remove her from office. So obviously there's some there's some poll here and some real differences in her um in her tactics as as our governor here of Oregon and it's becoming a huge problem the the GOP is just losing their minds over it because it seems like it seems like everywhere we turn um governor brown is is really sort of coming out of left field with all of these things and you remember i don't know if you heard me last week talk about um what my thought is and why she's trying to do what she's doing. Okay, there, I've, I believe that there is an underlying card here that she has yet to play and honestly won't play for a couple more years. But I believe it's my belief that reason why she she's being so bold and so out of left field with this stuff. Climate change. What governor? What governor of a single state should be concerned about climate change right now? I mean, honestly, honestly, folks. Um, it sounds like. And the cap-and-trade bill, by the way, that was another one that I, that I failed to mention on last week. The cap-and-trade bill was another one that came out of her back pocket and left field and left Oregonians going, what is she talking about? Why would she do that? Well, it's to get national attention. And the only reason to do that and and tax the bejeevers out of us and bolster our general fund and make herself look really, really good to the nationals is to have a seat in, in at D.C. in Congress. That That would be, to me why she's, why she's doing what she's doing. Now I have nothing concrete to back that up with. Okay. Let's, I'm just being real with you. I don't have anything to back that up with. Um, but you can't ignore the fact that no other governor before her ah, kid's I'm not sure if kid's opera did or not, but anyway, no other governor before her Was this bold out of left field with some of this stuff? The cap and trade bill. Come on, guys, really? Trying to take more gun control away from legal, good, gun-owning Americans. And, you know, it's not making it any harder or easier. It's actually making it easier for you to get a gun illegally. Um, Focusing more attention on illegal immigrants. Why are we giving you driver's licenses again? Can someone answer me, please? And while we're on the subject of illegal immigrants, why are we paying for your abortions? I'm just asking. It doesn't make any sense to me, so yes, this is all stuff that Kate Brown has done um, and why the GOP is absolutely freaking out and wants to remove her from office, okay? So the chair of the Oregon Republican Party is right now leading this effort to recall her because, just to put it succinctly, she's a Democrat legislature legislator that um, who's advocating policies that that they don't like. Well, obviously, that's a good reason to 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 recall someone. Honestly, is it really that bad? Yes, it's actually that bad. Um, here's a quote from Bill Courier um, in his uh, in his recall petition. This is online; you can find it in, in his recall uh, petition, which he filed, I believe, it was last month. Here's a quote: "The people of Oregon deserve and expect a governor that honors the will of the voters." And works for the good of all citizens, not just special interests and pol- and political motivated agendas. That's a direct quote from quote from Bill Courier. Um, he he declined to be on the show today. Um, I did call his office, and he was he was full up. He didn't decline because he didn't want to be on. He declined because he had other things to do. But that I thought that was interesting. And and I've been saying this now for months. I've been saying this for months and months. Um, more recently, the last. Uh, you know, few months as the show is just sort of kicked off and stuff here. But the the reason why I'm behind the GOP in getting her removed from office is because no, she doesn't have the best or interest of Oregonians in in mind. Not at all. She has one interest in mind, and that's her own, and that's the furthering of her political career. She wants to be a career politician. Okay. It was supposed to be a volunteer thing anyway. Did you did you know that politicians were volunteer basis only back in the day when all this started? Yes. Volunteer only, not paid, volunteer only. They all worked full-time. And it was only for a limited term, and that that was it. You got out, you got done, you got back to your families, and it was it was over. It was a servant thing. It was a volunteer only thing. Anyway, fast forward, here we are, Kate Brown. And she shouldn't be in office anyway, period. I don't believe that she should be in office at all. Is she qualified? I don't think so. Um, but And she took this as an opportunity to to take advantage, in my opinion. And I've been saying this for weeks. You can quote me on this. The tapes, the podcasts are up on kslm.news on the podcast side. I've been saying it for weeks and weeks. This, all the things that she's doing is culminating to one big major plug which is a seat in Congress. I, I feel it in my bones. And you know what? There are some key players out there that would look at the information that we've submitted and look at the stuff and following her career and, and go, uh, you know what? There's some, there's some validity to that. No, no governor takes their entire admin staff to Germany for uh, a climate control summit, spending a taxpayer's dollars for that. No governor would have the gall, or the selfishness, or the narrow sightedness, to push for a bill like the cap and trade bill. Come on, really, really? I'm sure. I'm sure Speaker Tina Kotek out of Portland's behind that a little bit as well. But seriously, no, no governor would, in their right mind, would would Democrat or Republican. I don't care what party you serve for, um, would look at the last bill. What was it? Uh, HB twenty twenty not twenty twenty i'm sorry uh thirty sixty three you know about the mandatory vaccines mandatory vaccines are you kidding me you're not pushing for a you're pushing you're pushing for a socialistic thing here a socialistic way of life, not a democracy you know and now you're you're trying to set yourself up for this um, this hope and this long-term goal of, of being an office in office, an office in DC, and that I believe is still the case. But I, that's, I find this quote very interesting from from uh, Party Ch- Chair Bill Courier from the Republican Party, who said, I'll, "I'll read it again." The people of Oregon deserve and expect a governor that honors the will of the voters. Governor Kate Brown does not have this; she does not honor the will of the voters. She goes completely the opposite against the grain, and so to speak. And works for the good of all citizens. She does not work for the good of all citizens. She works for her. Okay, I'm continuing with the quote here. Not just special interests and politically motivated parties. Wholeheartedly agree. It's inappropriate. It's irrelevant to Oregon and where we are for her to be doing the things that she's doing. And she should be out of office. And I'm so glad to be able to use this platform to further that voice. I've signed a petition to do that with the GOP. I've signed it, um, and so has everybody here. It's and it's not a matter of I want to come against her so bad that I just oh, I'm just gonna I'm just I'm 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 not even mad at her. I'm disappointed. Okay, just making the distinction there. Am Am I mad because I would be mad and I would be very upset if. Uh, you know, if some of these things had passed and we weren't able to get in front of it, like the cap and trade bill and on um, timber unity hadn't happened. Remember when the Republicans totally walked out and there wasn't, they didn't have the ability to vote in this bill. Otherwise, it was going to be voted in pretty quickly. And then timber unity got involved and they all drove down here with their trucks and protested. It was fantastic, and that's really good to see that happen and to know that it still works that way. And you know. I'd be mad and upset if it passed. You know, I'm so thankful for our Republicans and the, uh, the GOP and the people that are looking to block these things that are happening. Otherwise, we'd be in a really, really, in, we'd be in a more foul state than we are currently. And so I'm thankful that we're not. But as of right now, as I'm sitting in my chair talking to you, I'm more disappointed in, in Kate Brown. I'm disappointed because, A, she was not elected. Okay, not her fault. She wasn't elected in the office. Unfortunately, fortunately, she was not elected that that that's great. I'm glad because if she was elected, something's wrong with Oregon. Really wrong. But she wasn't. But it feels like we're sitting here just trying to stay one step ahead as a Republican, Okay, as a registered Republican and others like me. It feels like we're just trying to stay one step ahead of her so that it doesn't cause catastrophe. And that's really the reason why we want her out of office. That's the reason why I signed the petition with the GOP. Um, that's why Michael Cross with Oregon Freedom Foundation exists for the recall Kate Brown movement. You can find their captains all over the counties, all over Oregon, getting signatures like this. And uh, that's, that's the hope. That's the goal is to actually get her removed and out of office. Um, not in a horrible, violent way, obviously. In a very good, nice, legal way, um, she needs to be recalled. Um, And that's that's the goal. So having said that, he he goes on to he lists Brown's support for that cap and trade uh, climate bill that we talked about and, and granting undocumented immigrants driving privileges among his reasons for launching the recall effort. All valid, all very valid Courier Also, he complains later on about Brown's willingness to use executive powers to advance her policies. I've been saying that for weeks. It's true. She's been using her veto power. She's been using um, some other things to her at her disposal, ab- abusing that executive power, in my opinion. And she's she's threatened to usurp legislative power with executive orders to implement um, that, that f- her failed legislation, deciding single-handedly what's best for Oregon. And that's not appropriate. No one person has the right to understand, or not to understand, but has the right to um, decide what's best for Oregon. That's why we need a governor in office who has the heart of the people in mind, the good of the people in mind, and and, and not for themselves only. Anyway, we'll be right back. We'll talk more about that uh, right when we come back with We the People right here on 104.3 FM KSLM. I'm Curtis Crittenden. I'll be right back. Okay, welcome back to We The People. I'm Curtis Crittenden. Thank you so much for joining us again today. I appreciate it. Thank you again to all of our sponsors. And uh, you know what? I just wanted to kind of recap. If you're just now tuning in, we've we been kind of unpacking a little bit about Kate Brown again. Obviously, she's been in the news quite a lot, um, kind of going over her acumen here of what she's been up to since she has been in office, and now who she, who she is now, and what the GOP is trying to do by overcoming her idiosyncrasies, if you will. And we talked a little bit about what Bill Courier put in his recall petition. Anytime you go to recall someone, you have to put it in a petition, obviously. He filed this last month. It was confirmed, he did file it last month in July. Um, And he said, and I'll just recap here, the people of Oregon deserve and expect a governor that honors the will of the voters and works for the good of all citizens, not just special interests and politically motivated agendas. This is what he said, okay? And I and I agree wholeheartedly. And based on the track record of Kate Brown so far, this has not been something that we see, okay? We don't see her acting in the best interest of the people. It, it looks as though she has taken it upon herself to be the judge Jury and executioner, and deciding what's best for Oregon single-handedly. So instead of listening to the voters, instead of listening to the GOP or anybody else, really for that matter, uh, maybe her, you know a couple of her close friends, um, um, Speaker Tina Kotek and others. Really, honestly, she's really just doing what's in the best interest for her and the furtherment of her career, which I've already touched on. I believe she's going after a seat in Congress, and I'm you know. Phew, if I'm wrong, thank goodness, because this country, this country does not need another a Kate Brown in office. We already have an Omar. We already have a um, Casio Cortez and all those folks, which we're going to cover here uh, in, the, in the next half hour of the show, too. we got to cover some stuff that Omar is doing and what she's accusing Netanyahu of doing. Um, but I wanted to cover some local stuff first and kind of give you uh, a little bit of insider baseball on what's going on here, which you may or may not be aware of. I don't know. Um, but uh, Courier went on to list – Um, Brown's support obviously for the cap and trade climate bill and granted undocumented immigrant their driver's license driver's privileges which is insane to me but what's not mentioned here is we're also she's implemented the um, abortion, free abortions for all policy which means taxpayers pay more money in taxes to murder children murder murder unborn children and uh, you don't even have to be a legal citizen which is shameful in, in my opinion. I don't know how she sleeps at night. I really don't. But it, she threatens to usurp legislative power to, with uh, executive orders to implement all of her failed stuff. So the things that she's done that she's failed, she could literally wave her pen and veto the decisions of the GOP in order to implement what she feels is in the best interest for Oregon. And this is why, this is the basis for the GOP and Oregon Freedom Foundation coming against her to get her recalled. I am for this. And, and so far, um, they've got, what, uh, on or about, as of July 16th, they have on or about, what, 60 days? 60 days to collect the last, you know, couple hundred thousand signatures. So right now, they're, they're more than halfway there. And uh, to four hundred thousand signatures. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm just I'm really hoping that 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 it goes uh, that it goes through. I signed it. I would encourage you to sign it. Go to flush down Kate Brown there, or go visit your GOP. Sign it, please, please sign it because uh, we need it. It sounds bizarre, but it's uh, it's because it is. You know, two 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 recall petitions have been filed with the Oregon SOS. Um. This one, obviously, the first one's from the GOP, and the other one is uh, is Flushdown Kate Brown um, from Michael Cross there over at um, FleshdownKateBrown.com dot and, and all those guys. And and seriously, do we need more than two? No. <laughs> really hope it can get done in one. But but seriously, it sounds really bizarre, but it is kind of bizarre to have to have both of them going at the same time. Someone's got to come out on top, and it's not going to be Kate Brown. Um, Brown has another word for it, and I'll tell you what it is. It's called crazy. Um, she, she sat down and, and, and told that to a reporter here recently that it was just crazy. And I quote. This is a quote from her. She said, Not only have I had one election in the last three years, I've had two. And I won both of them handily, handily. So what part of the will of the voters are they ignoring? Well, honestly, to, to, to be honest, I'm not, I'm not sure how you got there. Not sure. Um, you know, a spokesperson for the Oregon Republican Party did not immediately respond to this, um, obviously. But to be sure, it's very unlikely the GOP's recall effort um, will work. Honestly. Honestly. I, I really don't think so. I think flush down Kate Brown. I think the or- Oregon uh, Freedom Foundation has more of a chance of winning um, because it's more statewide. The Oregon GOP is really only focusing on a on a little bit here and there, and it's not really focusing on the big picture. And they're actually blocking quite a bit more than they're actually helping. Um, organizers would have collected, I, th- I believe, about two hundred and eighty thousand valid sig- signatures. By mid October, if they continue on with their current thing, um, and you know we know Brown just won re-election in November with fifty percent, more than fifty percent of the vote. If anything, it's more of a stunt really to to boost Republican engagement and and fundraising, which you know is either is neither here nor there. That's just part of the report that they that they filed. So. Um, so the GOP's recall really doesn't really have that much of a chance of working. Um, now, however, Oregon Freedom Foundation does because they are about halfway and they're, they're, they they're look like they're on track to do it with about 4,000 signatures or, or so left over. In other words, more than what they needed. Now, that's all speculative at this point, obviously, because there's no crystal ball here. And we really don't know and won't see the end results of that until we end actually see the end results of that. Okay, Um, there's a similar recall effort underway right now in Colorado aimed at another Democratic governor, uh, Jared Polis, um, as one Colorado GOP um, strategist would put would put it to the Associated Press earlier. It's a, quote, recall season, blah, blah, blah. But, you know. It's just the latest tactic. Right now. And instead of working the system, it's sort of. It's this thing that we're doing in Oregon and we're trying to use we're trying to use it to undermine the Democratic stronghold and honestly we don't really have many options okay anyway we got to come back I'll talk more about this when we come back right here on we the people don't go away um, I want to get into more of this stuff when we the people returns right here on 104.3 FM KSLM don't go away So yeah, I'll admit it's a tactic. Okay, it's a tactic. But what else can you do in a supermajority? I, I gotta ask. You know, we we have a few people stepping up to the Republican chairs. We have good folks like Bill Post and and uh, and Joy Nations and, and other folks out there who are really trying to make a difference. But what what is it going to take? Another Republican in the Senate seat? That'd be great. Um, you know, more Republicans that would step up and get voted into office and take back, you know, some equality in, in our House of Representatives. It's, it's a landslide right now. So, yeah, there's a tactic here. And, and Kate Brown in the office knows it. They know it. Recalls don't work. Okay. They, they just don't work. So we're going to have to continue doing what we're doing until someone else can, can, can get her voted out, okay? We, that'd be great. If we can get somebody else that, that could um, supplant her in this coming election, that'd be, that'd be the best way to deal with this. On, honestly, it really would. It, it is a tactic because that's the only thing that we have in our, that's one of the many tools that we have in our arsenal is to try to undermine the democratic stronghold that that's going on right now in our state. Okay. back in June, the GOP um, state senators fled the state. You remember they actually ran out to prevent this vote on the cap and trade bill. Um, It would uh, it they say it would have drastically reduced carbon emissions by 2050. Honestly, though, honestly, though, our our planet is a phenomenal ecosystem and we're not you know, we're not in danger of this massive carbon emissions thing. Is it an issue? It sure could be if we worked really, 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 really hard at it over the next two hundred years, you know. She even dispatched the state police to round them up after they left, which triggered a some safety threats from from uh, from some folks, and you know, and they were knee jerk reactions. I I get it. Um, but it did force the Democrats to cancel the session on Saturday there. Um, the climate bill died as a result so the tactic worked uh in that regard the, the tactic did work <laughs> but we had to go to some pretty drastic member- measures to make sure that it didn't work and to make sure that it died and it, and it did and uh and I'm, and I'm glad for it um the brown called the she called the gop senators actions in june a a subversion of democracy well Okay, it wasn't a subversion of democracy. What it was was an act. wasn't even an act of defiance. It was an it was an act to prevent something catastrophic from happening to the good working class citizens of Oregon before you break their back, Miss Brown. That that's what it was. It wasn't some rebellious act of defiance going. Ugh. It it was it was simply that this is out of line. You're not listening to the voters, you're not listening to the people of Oregon. You are pushing this ridiculous bill through that frankly shouldn't even be on your radar and you're and we're we're just not going to show up to play. We're not going to show up to play because we don't want this thing to pass and so we're just not going to play. So we're not. Here's a quote from her. They are the mi- the minority let me start again. They are the minority way in the minority. It's like you lost. She said they didn't have any other tool. So they left. They literally shut down the legislative branch. Hallelujah. That's, that's my quote. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. They absolutely did. They did. And, I, and I'm thankful for it. If they hadn't, some stuff would have really hit the fan. You know what I'm saying? I would hope they would have the, the gall to do it again. You know? The drama over the climate bill really came at the end of the, well, if you want to call it a productive legislative session for the Democrats, I guess you could. But not for the Republicans. Not for us at all. You know, it's kind of sad. So, Anyway, all all that to say that we, we deserve a governor and we expect a governor to honor the will of us, of us voters. The whole reason why you're elected into that office to begin with is so that you correctly um, implement the will and... Um, voice of the people, of the people in your state in which you govern. That's the whole point. Otherwise, what the hell's the point? I mean, there's there's nothing for it or against it. Anyway, enough on that. I just wanted to wanted to uh, give you that sort of excerpt there of of what's going on 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 either side, and it's and it's pretty ridiculous anyway, more, more on that later. I just, uh, I hope that that sort of sheds a little bit of light there for you. And, and yeah, there's, there's some, there's some BS going on on either side. It's really ridiculous. So, um, I hope, hopefully the petition gets out there far and wide enough that we get enough signatures to recall her. But honestly, at this point, the best thing to do is to get somebody else in office, um, in the next election. Honestly, that's, it's probably the best way to, to go about it. Um, but we got to try something. We can't just sit idle by, and and roll over and and let this thing happen. We we can't. We won't. You know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? I hope that makes sense because we can't. Is there nothing we can do about it? No, there are things we can do about it. Absolutely, we can walk out and shut down the legislative branch for a minute, <laughs> and pre- and prevent the stupidity like the cap and trade climate bill. I mean, we can prevent that. That'd be that'd be great. And oh wait, we did. <laughs> so we're going to continue doing that um and using every trick and tool in our arsenal to prevent things from happening and uh you know hopefully we can find an elected governor who has the best interest of the people at heart and not just their own he or she democrat or republican obviously i'm biased and i would absolutely love to have a republican in governor again um I think that would bode well for us. I, I really do. Un, un, as long as as long as he or she are qualified and uh, have a good education and have uh, the background to be able to, um, you know, stand up and not be bullied around by people and and uh, really take on take on Oregon and her issues, her real issues, her real issues. Anyway. Um, Ilan Omar accuses Netanyahu of imposing a Muslim ban. Um, I want to get into this here in just a little bit. So Representative Omar, she's the Democrat from Minnesota here just on Thursday. She actually, what she did was she accused Israeli Prime Minister uh, Benjamin Netanyahu of implementing his own Muslim ban-ish quote, if you will, um, after his government said it would block her and another Democrat uh, congresswoman from entering Israel. I, I I frankly don't blame him. And I wanna talk more about this here when we come back. And I, oh, I think we're up against a break just yet. Not not yet, Mr. Producer. No? Okay. All right. Well we'll keep going here just a little bit. But listen, it would change everything if we had um I don't want to say norm normality in Congress, you know, with our representatives, but her the her own country doesn't even want her back did did you, you understand what I'm saying like if she is so much desiring to come and change our government's culture for the better and make it even better and and all that and I'm all for culture and I'm all for change but she can't even go back to her own country and fix her own government why do you have to come to ours and corrupt ours Okay, it's just like what I've been saying and talking about uh, with Ocasio-Cortez. She hasn't done one solid thing for her district. Not one. Um, Several folks have emailed the show and and confirmed that. She hasn't really done anything for her district. New York City, nothing. She's the youngest congresswoman ever to be elected, and she hasn't done jack. So why why is she in office? Why is this gal Omar, um, the Democrat from Minnesota representative, why is she even in office? Is, was it a culture? Was it a diversity hire? We're not, we're not sure. We're not sure. Um, this, this announcement was shortly after President Trump tweeted that it would, quote, show great weakness to allow them in. And it, it's ignited a massive outcry from Washington Democrats as Netanyahu's government stands by um, the decision arguing the U.S. lawmakers have an ulterior anti-Israeli agenda. Well I I don't know if that's true but they block Omar from going over there. Why? Why? What's the point? She says it's for educational purposes. I don't believe her. I don't believe her. I believe she's got something else up up her sleeve that she that she's trying to uncover or figure out and and frankly I'm not down with it. Um you know why we have to have people in office that are so intolerant of other people's toleration of them is beyond me. So anyway, again, all that to say is there's uh, some, some hysteria going on that's surrounding that. And uh, I'm, I'm glad that Israel b- blocks her from from going over there. I don't think she has any business over there. Again, it's kind of like on a national level, if you will. It's kind of like Kate Brown saying, hey, come on, staff. We're going to go to Germany and learn about climate control because I want to do this cap and trade bill. I mean, it's the same kind of thing, right? We should I and mean, they should have blocked Kate Brown from going over there. Honestly, I think it would have gone a lot better for him. Anyway, uh, more on this here when we come back to wrap up the hour on We The People right here on 104.3 FM KSLM. Stick around. I've got something really interesting to share with you after the break. Don't go away. Okay, and as promised, I wanted to share with you as we're wrapping up the hour here what uh, Ilhan Omar responds with um, having been denied entry into Israel. It's kind of interesting, and I, and I want you to take a listen to this. I'm going to turn up the volume here. I want you to check, check this out here just a second. I'm going to play this for you right now.
1: Breaking news as Congresswoman Ilhan Omar has now reacted to being denied entry uh, as part of that visit with Rashida Tlaib, the other congresswoman as well, into Israel. Uh, it is an affront that Israeli Prime Minister Netanyahu under pressure from President Trump would deny entry to representatives of the U.S. government. Trump's Muslim ban is what Israel is implementing, this time against two duly elected members of Congress. Denying entry into Israel not only limits our ability to learn from Israelis, but also enter the Palestinian territories. And. Sadly, this is not a surprise given the public positions of Prime Minister Netanyahu. She goes on to write, it's quite long. I would say that already we've been on the record here that uh, Israel had reportedly told Jalib, since she has Palestinian descent that she's free to separately go visit her family. So we'll have to dig in deeper on what the facts are, but that's Omar responding to being
0: denied entry to Israel. Okay, and to me, it sounds like a girl's trip. That's what it sounds like to me. It sounds like oh, it's uh it's a trip with your family. That that's what it sounds like to me. It's not for educational purposes. Um Omar can't even travel into Palestine. The other gal could because she's has she has Palestinian descent, but um she they can't go together. Why would you go together? I don't understand. Like it's is it just a girls trip or or what? I thought it was really interesting. I wanted to share that with you and and I thought it was also interesting, given the, the social position of Netanyahu, why he would deny her entry. And I believe it's because that she is sinister in nature and she has an ulterior motive. What ulterior motive that is, I, we don't know. But what is clear is that she is another one who does not have the nation's best interest at heart. All she's trying to do is really get her own career forwarded there. And both Omar and Rashida Tlaib, um, the other lawmaker barred by Israel, they're Muslim. Okay. They are also very outspoken critics of Israel and have expressed support for boycotts of the country. And Tlaib, um, in a tweet here recently, it was uh, she just ripped the decision as a as a sign of weakness. She, she ripped that whole thing to pieces. Um, so, they're both Muslim and honestly, it scares the tar out of me to have them in our nation's Congress to begin with. But wanting to go over there, it sounds more like a mission to dig up dirt that they can bring back and further uh, hold up this little movement of theirs to boycott the country. And that is why wi- that's wildly inappropriate. It's it's, it's totally inappropriate. Um, in her statement, Omar defended her her desire to travel to the region, and what she said was that the trip was intended to be educational. Well, yeah, educational for whose benefit? Like yours or our countries, right, because you're a Muslim, and so if you could go over there and dig up some kind of dirt on Israel by infiltrating something or whatever, you could come back and bring quite a lot of deficit with you. Um, frankly, it's more of a, of, a, of a liability. I mean, if you if you want to be frank about it. It sounds more like she's she's going to go over there and, and become more of a liability and a potential embarrassment to our country, not unlike... Acasio Cortez, who is massively embarrassing. It looks like these two women here are in a direct coup with each other. To here we go again, undermine our nation's authority um, and another nation's authority, and and destroy and disrupt good relations that we have with them to disrupt our country and to you know help help bring down our president and different things like that. Uh, any anybody else with me? No. Um, well, Netanyahu explaining the the decision at length on his office's Twitter account, which is funny that they that they use their office Twitter account to explain this this. So he said that uh Tlaib and Omar's itinerary revealed that they plan to visit whose sole objective is to strengthen the boycott against ah, so it is to strengthen the boycott ah <laughs> against us and deny Israel's legitimacy. So 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 there is an underlying thing here. Did you catch that in a in a tweet in a Twitter account, in, in Netanyahu's office, in their Twitter account, he said that Tlaib and Omar's itinerary, quote, revealed that they planned a visit whose sole purpose and objective is to strengthen the boycott against Israel and deny their legitimacy. Wow, I'd block him too. What a smart guy. <laughs> their travel plans, they, they actually planned to go into Palestine, not Israel. And the congresswomen were, were not interested in meeting with Israeli officials at all. Well, duh, of course they'd get denied. Because the, if, if they're trying to make it look like they're going to Israel, they're not. They're actually going to Palestine, not Israel at all. They, Israel reached out to them. Their officials reached out to them and invited them to meet with them, but they, they didn't want to. Um, neither one of them, uh, Talib or Omar, wanted to meet with them at all. Um, They went on to uh, to note that the Palestine, the Palestinian organization that planned the visit with them, MIFTA, supports the boycott movement (laughs) and that people associated with the group have actually supported terror against Israel in the past. What is going on? Are we now trying to be involved in terrorism against another country? Isn't that what America stands against? But now we've got, two con- we've got two congresswomen here that are in cahoots with each other in a direct coup to, to, to join hands across the pond in a potential act of terror. Wild. They weren't going over there to, to, to be educational with, with Israel. They just now they got caught with their pants down, and now they're getting worried that they're going to get in trouble now here. Well, I hope that they are. They should be. These two women should be arrested. Mifta was a known supporter of terror against Israel for, for years in the past. Mifta. Both of these women are Muslim. D- d- does, anybody not equa- does anybody not like understand what's going on here? Can you not see the correlation? Of course Mifta supports the boycott movement. Because they're all for the, legi- the illegitimacy of Israel as well. So are these two Muslim ladies. These two Muslim ladies. I'm not calling Muslim people dangerous. I'm calling radical Muslim terrorists dangerous. I believe these two ladies are, uh, are going down the wrong hill there and trying to take Israel down with them. Okay. He said Israel welcomes critics. Netanyahu said that they welcome critics with the expectation of those who support boycotts of Jewish, of the Jewish state. Of course. I'm not going to let you into my country. No. Because you support the boycott of us, of this Jewish state. You women are dangerous. You two ladies are dangerous. And you want to go into Palestine, not Israel. You want to meet with Mifta, who's terrorized us in the past. What are you doing? What are you doing? Omar and Talib, uh, they plan to visit Jerusalem and uh, the West Bank on a tour organized by the Palestinian organization aimed at highlighting the plight of the Palestinians. Right, 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 right. So so now they're squirming in their boots because we see through them, and so does the government of Israel. Ha! Ha ha Oh, man. I wonder if they know how stupid they look. I wonder. I really do. Not Israel. No, no, I don't. <laughs> don't get me wrong, I'm not, talking about how stup- I'm not talking about the stupidity of Israel because they're not, I'm talking about Omar and Talib do they know how stupid they look right now? I mean the look on their faces as they're trying to explain this away is, is really revealing about their character, it's funny to me, anyway I'm thankful uh, that they denied them entry to that because it was not an educational visit, it was to further the boycott movement with, with MIFTA previous terrorists of Israel Anyway, more on that later, but I wanted to give you sort of an update on where we were, what's going on locally, what's going on nationally, and I hope this helps. I hope you've had fun. I hope it's been informative. And uh, please email the show at allegiance to the flag at yahoo.com or uh, message the show. You can message the show as well on our Facebook page, We the People at Allegiance to the Flag. I'll see you next time right here on We the People on 104.3 FM, KSLM. We'll see you later.